Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I feel like I need to, what is that, ACDC? Back in the oh, saddle again. <laughs> that's, no, that's somebody I'm, Oh, I'm sending out my Illuminati black. signals. Um, oh, yeah, that's back in black. Who back sings that? Back in the that? saddle again. I think that's Aerosmith or something. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. I don't know. <laughs> or just, or just like, Those days all have a tendency to blur yeah. together. <laughs> Especially the older I get. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, man, JC, I'm going to tell you what. It's nice to be back in Florida. Everybody always complains about Florida weather and uh, Florida this and Florida that, and the humidity and whatever have you. Um, I don't complain about Florida humidity. I like Florida humidity. I would rather be uh, humid and hot than dry and hot. Yeah, for sure. And it was... No, I need air I can, I can drink. Triple digits in Sacramento. T- triple digits in Sacramento. And I was like, oh, praise God. And nice here in Tampa because we always get some kind of coastal breeze. There's always some wind blowing here. And yeah. it's, you know, we're not in August yet, so it's not triple digits. Still I, hot, though. Yeah, it's still, it's hot. still hot. But I'll tell you what. I'll let you in on a little family secret. JC probably tell you later, but... Um, in August, if Chrisanne is outside, don't talk to her. <laughs> if you see me outside doing anything outside in August in Florida, I am not happy about it. I am tolerating it, and it is one of my char- one of my char- one of my character flaws that might, I do not yeah. have long suffering tolerance. Snippy. Might be. No, no. Not might be. Guaranteed. Guaranteed to be snippy. I guarantee. One, guarantee. 105 at the old homestead today. No Bakersfield, way. California. 105. 105. That's crazy. That was Aerosmith. See, Valor says it's Aerosmith. I knew that. I knew that. Welcome from the You're lockdown back state. Yeah. Well, you know. So. Welcome. Either way, we're back. <laughs> Welcome from the bl- lockdown state of Washington. Hello from Virginia. Who do we got over here in this chat room? We've got uh, Texas. Kansas is present in this one. Uh, Florida. Where else? Central Florida. East Virginia. Uh, Lockdown, Connecticut. New York, South Florida. New Orleans. uh, Or used to be in New Orleans. Kansas City. What is that? What's M.O.? Missouri, man. Missouri, right? What do you mean, what is M.O.? Mix those up. <laughs> that is Missouri, my friend. Hey, Nina. Thank you for thinking we're awesome with your awesome super chat. It's always the M's, man. I'm like, M- there's M.A. Like, Ma- that's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, M- M.N. is Minnesota. What is Maine? M.E.? Uh, M.E. is Maine. The M's M.I. is Michigan. M.O. is Missouri. What's Mississippi? Uh, M- MT is Montana. Mississippi is MI. M- MS. No, M- no MS. M- MS. Said is Michigan. Michigan. MS. Yeah. There's just so, stink- so many stinking Too many M's. M's. Too many M's. Shut up. You've boot. been. Yeah, it's not Missouri. Uh, yeah, it's Missouri. Not Missouri. We're gonna right, boot. Missouri. Thank boot. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Boot some of you M's out of the union. Uh, up in Connecticut must be uh, must be from Missouri. Because it's not Missouri. Uh, Missouri. 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 Missouri, Missouri. 
Welcome to Missouri. We used to say welcome to misery. That was our thing as a teenager because nobody you, you likes you said, where they live. You said they said Missouri in like yeah. south. Yeah, it's Missouri when you're too close to Arkansas. <laughs> it's Missouri everywhere else. Wow. <laughs> is that is that it's that always Florida here upper Arkansas or Florida JC I'm too hot down here can you turn me down a little bit get a fan I'm hot you're good <laughs> thank you can I show some pictures from Sacramento JC go for it awesome look at these beautiful ladies these are the uh, Liberty, freedom the Freedom Angels right we had that conversation Freedom Angels these ladies are relentless yeah, so they stood on chairs. I don't know if you remember you in guys in the Senate, in the California Senate for two solid hours with yeah. their arms up in the air. So if you guys remember this the story we shared uh, with the ladies being dragged across the concrete Oops, sorry, at guys. the um, at the um, whatever you call it, what was it? The rally in California. Uh -huh. So facing down the California uh, SWAT gear uh, folks, then these are those ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were, they were actually the ones that were arrested in the last meeting. That's crazy. But their claim to fame is actually uh, locking down the yeah. California Senate. Yeah, we want to get, a, get them on to an interview. They can tell Absolutely. all those details. Oh, that's man. crazy. Crazy, crazy. So here we go. Oh, wrong button. There we go. How about that one? The Capitol building right there. Yeah. Which doesn't do justice to... No, we've got more pictures. The amount of people that were there yeah. was Yeah, so this was kind of... This was really kind of in the beginning, like when we yeah. first yeah, got we, there. Yeah, we took these pictures when we first arrived, which yeah. there's still a lot of people. Look at all that. But they just kept pouring in. Thousands. I was reading in the or Oregonian, which is the newspaper that hates me. Right. The Oregonian's the one that's always p picking on me. And even the California papers that are usually the liberal ones, there were like thousands of people in Sacramento. The Oregonian says hundreds of people. Look at that one, JC. Mm -hmm. The spotter and his sniper. The spotter and his sniper. And that's, uh, let me see if I can get another picture of the Capitol up there. Uh, that's yeah, they're, they're right there. In the Capitol, right there. There are hundreds. You can see the little things, dots there. Yeah, there are hundreds just in those couple of pictures, by yeah. the way. Yeah, hundreds. <laughs> yeah, just in those couple of pictures. Thousands of people there. There, look at that. So we don't know for certain there's a sniper there, but there's a spotter. Usually there's where there's a spotter. There's two people. There's it, two right. people up there. They're always working pairs, so they had the whole sniper set up. Great people we met. Great people. I'm, I did a... I did an interview with him where I'm, I made a faux pas. I don't want to talk about it, though. There we go. Look at these. Oh, there's JC. JC giving his uh, Sunday morning message. How awesome is that? Yep. Guy I was talking to today could have benefited from that. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that today. <laughs> and then here we are teaching. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we, and we've had so much positive feedback. Not to mention the fact that I've got people open... Chicago or open Illinois wants us to come and speak. Uh, they want us to come and speak in Virginia. Alaska wants us to come and speak at their uh, rally. In Alaska just announced that they're going to cancel their state fair. Like two months from now. They've canceled their state fair two months from now. 
Like they're not going to be able to open up. Does that say two they, months from they now. already know what they plan? I mean, what's coming? Yeah, yeah. There you go. And they don't want to. They don't want to be. In, they don't want to invest any money and lose money for something they know they're not going to have anyway. Yeah. This one. Oh, and and while we're opening up today. I wanted to show this video because this is an awesome video, JC. We talk about, people are always asking us, uh, what do you do, right? We made those, uh, uh, I made those email scripts and I wrote, uh, I wrote an email slip, script that has to do with contact tracing. And there's a young man here in Hillsboro who did his own video. It's just two minutes, but it's, he made a video on YouTube uh, regarding the trace uh, contact tracing. So I wanted to play this for you just so you guys can get an idea on on how to be active, yeah. how to be engaged. So I'm a concerned citizen of Hillsborough County, Florida. My family owns Action Lock and Safe, which has been serving the community since 1987 and that 4053 gun highway since 1997. I'm also a citizen journalist with MediaMogul.com and I have over, two, have over 2 million views on Facebook. Um, I'm very concerned about the safety and security of the people of Hillsborough County, but not at the expense um, of, of violating our constitution. I'm calling to join Vice Mayor Ross in his concern for using cell phone data to conduct COVID contact tracing in Hillsborough County. In the EPG meeting Thursday, May 7, 2020, Vice Mayor Ross was correct when he said, it's not cell phones we are tracking, it is people. I agree with Mr. Ross that this is disturbing and I'm relieved that the Supreme Court of the United States agrees with me. Use of this data to conduct individual contact tracing on the personal level is a serious violation of the civil rights of the people of Hillsborough County and any person who happens to be caught up in this unconstitutional dragnet. The taxpayers of Hillsborough County should not have to pay to defend an action of the EPG that the Supreme Court has already deemed unconstitutional. The EPG must refuse to use this technology for any form of COVID contact tracing. I'm also a Bible college student at the river under Rodney Howard Brown majoring in government. And um, I just got to say, right now, there's a lot of government officials that are probably going to get in trouble. There's over 154,000 sealed cases in PACER.gov. And it looks like our own president, past president Obama, is going to get in trouble for spying on the Trump campaign when the FISA ends up getting declassified. So I think that if we could just take that and if we could all follow the trend of not spying on our citizens and not tracking our citizens, because just because it's safe doesn't mean it's constitutional. There were plagues around when the forefathers were wrote the Constitution. So you can't just keep everyone locked up, keep everyone home and track everyone you, just in the name of safety. Thank you. How, how awesome is that, JC? I mean, seriously, that's... Uh, young people getting involved, and I say young because he's younger than us, obviously. And then uh, we've got people taking the tools that we're making and making them their own, mm -hmm. right? Making them their own. Uh, JC, as uh, the first story to our first news story today is head explosion story. It is stupidity at its finest. Check this out. So let me give you the background. The Kansas legislators are at odds with their governor, Laura Kelly. So Laura Kelly, governor of Kansas, is a lockdown governor. And the legislators have been trying to 
to stop her. So they passed this legislation that says uh, we're going to limit your power during emergencies. So check this out. The governor vetoes the bill limiting her emergency powers. And the legislators are literally scratching their heads, wondering what to do about it. How, how is that? Many Republicans believe she doesn't have the legal authority to do that. You think? What? <laughs> what? She doesn't have the legal authority to say she can have all the power she wants? Or to stop somebody from saying she doesn't have all the legal power. Because that's what they said. No, no, no. As legislators, who, by the way... Okay, so it is the legislators that created the emergency provisions that expanded the governor's power Thank you. beyond constitutional authority to begin with because Kansas Constitution, like every other constitution, uh, has provisions on separation of powers, that it's the legislative branch alone that can make laws, that it's the government's job to execute laws, and the two can't share power, they can't steal power, they can't trade off power, separations of power, and it's the legislators that violated that separation of powers first by creating the legislation mm -hmm. that gives it to her. And now... Oh, what a beautiful, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful example of power given to tyrants is never yeah. given back uh, willingly and quite often never given back peacefully. Now you have the Kansas legislators trying to fix the mistake they made and the governor <laughs> vetoes the legislation that takes her power. So Kansas legislature, you... You gave the governor legislative power, and now she doesn't want to give it back. And your response is, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure she can do that. I believe, I think, she doesn't have the power to do that. I, you see, this is, this is we, why. We violated separation of powers, giving her that power, and now she's, she's violating separation of powers, not giving those powers back. But see, this is, uh, this is the perfect example why our founders are smarter than our legislators today and why our founders set up separation of powers to begin with, right? So it's, it's just like this lunacy. I know people. this is going to go over some people's heads because we just don't teach this. This lunacy that the president of the United States is the one that can pass or fail budgets mm -hmm. right so you have this errant ideology that the president that the that the legislator creates a budget and then it goes up to the president and it's it's the president can veto the budget if he doesn't like the money that's in it right or he doesn't think he has enough money in it well newsflash the only people that are supposed to be passing any spending bills, any taxation bills, is the House of Representatives. It comes from the House of Representatives. It's a completely separate process than legislation, right? And the Senate doesn't even have the authority to ve to uh, not to veto a a House spending provision. So this is like next level. This is next, this is next level. level of that. This so is this, next this level. directly involves the power power 
to the executive. Yes. So you, you, you literally have an executive saying, I can veto your attempts to limit power that I was never delegated in the first place. Right, which because, is why the because, separation of powers begin with. In the legislators place. cannot lawfully delegate powers Thank you. to the executive Thank you. that the Constitution doesn't delegate in the first place. Right. So what it should have been in all of these states, if they whatever they wanted to do, the legislature passes these laws. They right. become law, and then you then the governor executes the laws. Right. And then when you're done, the legislature overturns the laws or better yet, what I mean what you really have to do cuz in the case of this because uh, you could have again a governor vetoing mm -hmm. the overturning. Mm -hmm. So when you pass some law like that that you only intend to be temporary, make it temporary. Put a freaking sunshine clause in it. Put right. a date on it. It expires and there should be nothing that anybody has to don't do. do That's like, the same stuff in Michigan. Yeah, well, don't do like they did in the Patriot Act, where they put the sunshine provision in it, that, or the sunset provision in it, and it said that when George Bush leaves office, then the Patriot Act will go away. But then every subsequent Congress then voted to extend it. You know what the best thing to do? Don't ever violate separation of powers to begin right. with. Don't do this because you yeah. don't have the authority to do it in the first place. It is Our founders said that separation of powers is one of the most violent attacks on a constitutional republic. And I'm talking and on liberty. I'm talking something lawful that right, the lawful, legislature right. would do that you don't want to be permanent. Mm -hmm. Put an expiration date in it. Right. Be done with it. Right. I mean they they set themselves up. I mean again, it's even worse than that because right. you 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 have them doing you have them legislating something that's not lawful. You 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 can't legislate away separation of powers. That's right. that's something you need a constitutional amendment right. to do. Absolutely. If you think this is what's supposed to happen, then you need to change your constitution. Right. Um, so I mean, I, I it, it's so <sighs> we try to teach these people. Right. And I, I don't know. Sometimes it's like talking to talking to the wall. And then they're like, hmm. What do we do now? Well, now you're in the, the the very conundrum that we were told you were going to be in because you did what we told you not to do in the first place. Hey, just a reminder, go ahead and click that subscribe button right there. Make sure that you are noticed of all of our shows. You're actually starting to receive your notices again, right, for our... Mm -hmm. when we go live for YouTube. So if you click the, the subscribe button right there, you will get a notice when we go live so you won't ever miss our shows again. But also make sure right now, stop what you're doing because I'm looking at all the people in the Facebook, in the chat room. So if you're on YouTube, you have to hit the subscribe button. If you're in uh, Facebook, you have to hit the, the um, uh, like button for the page. You can even subscribe to the page. I actually have more subscriptions to Facebook than I do likes. I imagine, well, we have over 80,000 subscriptions and we have almost 78,000 likes. So that must mean that there is a little over 2,000 people who subscribe but don't like me. That's probably a good, mm -hmm. good idea there. But anyway, either way, make sure you give us a thumbs up. If you give us a thumbs up right now, we'll give you a do-do-do-do-do-do-do some time to hit the thumbs up. If you give us the thumbs up right now while you're in the room, and then you won't forget when you leave, you give us a thumbs up, then we can override the algorithms that keeps us in bondage. You do that Jeopardy sound just because you know I hate it so much? 
Yeah, just like the country music you play all the time for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, JC, you ready to get to the meat of the show? Thought we were in it. We are in it. We are always in it. We start hey, off North with Florida. Me. You know what? Home sweet home. Home sweet home, North Florida. What part of North Florida? Anyway, you know, JC, I had somebody, you know, there's always a critic. Everybody can do our job better than we do. Somebody's like, Chrisanne, you guys spend too much time in the beginning of the show just talking about nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, um, that's because people trickle on. Yeah. So we could we could we could sit here and Thank literally you. do nothing to give people time to go on. Would you prefer that? Just total silence. So we just sit here and stare at you. Or so we thought we'd spend you know the time while the people that one. are here. Yeah. Listening, you know, entertaining those those folks until everybody shows up. Not only that, we could do what 99% of the other talk shows do and never say anything of value at all. The entire show. The entire show. <laughs> but they're entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't, well, well never mind. So just realize that uh, yeah. there's, there's sort of at the beginning uh, that kind of fireside chat fireside that you chat. may not like. So make a habit of coming five minutes late and yeah. you'll be covered and give everybody else time to get in. Rick. It's just, I mean, because we do our show on YouTube yes. and these other platforms. So you have to get a notice. People get the notice, react to the notice, or get somewhere they can watch or whatever. On the radio, I could see on the radio, you're listening to the, the thing on an audio mm -hmm. broadcast thinking, you know, come on, shut shut up and get to the point. That would right. make sense. But we're on multiple platforms doing this. Right, exactly, exactly. It's Rick just the way it works. Says Sorry, not a perfect chat. world. Yeah. Hate it for you. Start your show. Yeah. Do your show. YouTube's free. YouTube's free. Knock Do your show. Out. Lots of free platforms out there. Uh, Blog Talk Live is a way to have your own radio show if you don't mm -hmm. want to be on TV. There you, you can go. do it. You can do it. Hey, Rick Klausner sa is sending us a super chat. Thank you, Rick, and Thanks, hello Rick. to you, Rick. Thanks so much. So I, I don't know. I just find the whole Kansas governor thing mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. What's even more mind-blowing about the Kansas governor vetoing the power, the bill that's trying to take her power, is the people wondering what they're going to do about it. How How is that? I don't know. Uh, just whatever. I wish that I had a better name for that to describe how I feel. But I don't. So, JC, who decides our rights? Who decides how we exercise our rights? Let me show you this. Because we're going to start off with mine and move into yours. I met that guy today. Which guy? The guy who decides... Oh. How you exercise your rights. He's on IG. I'm not going to say his name, but. Oh. He decides. Well, apparently, apparently, Peter James, there we go. Peter James, an attorney at law, also decides our rights. Okay. Okay. So, they, so they there's, go to there's, the same a, church. there's a committee out there, mm -hmm. right? Well, I don't think he goes to church. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think Peter James goes to church. But this stuff just boils my flesh because they're so, so self-righteous yeah. and arrogant and m m just egomaniacs, yeah. because man. Because I'm a lawyer. Quote, but my liberties and my rights. I'm glad you asked about that, he says, because I'm a lawyer. In fact, I'm a lawyer who specifically deals with liberties and rights on a daily basis. First of all, you've been temporarily inconvenienced, not oppressed. You have not lost a single right, not one. 
Hmm. See, it's... I, I just... It's a complete lack. I, the, the word lack doesn't get it. Dearth. Right? It's like a black hole of understanding mm-hmm. anything, right? So he's a lawyer who does not first understand what a right is. Yeah. Second, he doesn't understand what oppression is. Mm-hmm. Se- third, he doesn't understand what a privilege is. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then he says, your right to assemble, you say? Look at this. He knows no history. That's he knows nothing. No history. No nothing. American history. No American history at all. He says, your right to assemble is fully intact. This is... See... Yeah, fully. This is This really... The words that he uses and, and his... The utter depth of his ignorance it makes me feel bad for the person mm-hmm. it, it really does yeah. it really really makes me feel bad and i want to think what would be the physical manifestation and analogy of somebody like this who is so mentally enslaved i mean seriously this man not is, to be offensive but i think it'd be someone who you know who who doesn't have all their mental faculties, you know, that are they're not op- that are not functioning at an adult, uh, you know, fully. Uh, what? How shall we say this? Uh, lacking a handicap. I mean, uh, an adult who has has complete control and mature faculties, right? Like this is something stunted. It is about so me. so illogical. It's self contradictory. Yeah. I mean, he contradicts himself in the fact that he's an, a, a, a man of higher education. Yeah. To believe that a man gets all the way through law school, practices law, and he doesn't tell us what he does. I'm just assuming he's some kind of civil rights attorney. Mm-hmm. He could be a defense attorney, a right. public defender or something, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody with that kind of, of trained expertise, that level of education, yeah. how can they, I mean, it's one thing to talk. Because when you speak, sometimes you get, you get, you, you lose track of your, your linear thinking. And you can kind of contradict yourself when mm-hmm. you lose track you wander on the, on, down the sure. path of a thought. But to actually put it in writing and not see the contradictions in the same paragraphs. You think a person in that position would have read a history book at least once. I don't right? know. Would, would somehow come across some story from the people who wrote our founding documents and the context within which they discussed the very same things he's talking about. You would think at least once during that career he'd But come look at this, this, JC. He says, your right to assemble is fully intact. Yes, it is. Says he's, he. That's what he says, right? He says, and I'm quoting him, quote, because you're right, that sounds a little weird. He says, uh, this is him. I'll do my little quotes. Quote. They can't see that on the radio. I know. That's why I'm saying quote. Quote, <laughs> your right to assemble is fully intact. Yes, it is. End quote. Then he says, what they're saying right now is that you can't hold public gatherings more than a certain number of people. How do those two statements together operate? Now, those two are separated, but you've got two statements that are right next to each other that are totally contradictory. He says, quote, your right to assemble is fully intact. Yes, it is. End quote. And then he says, quote, that is a right of free association, not the right to gather wherever you feel like it, when you feel like it, end quote. 
It means that the government can't prohibit you from joining organizations and expressing your collective views. Yeah. See, this so is for, what for makes your me think. Right to assemble. And this is what I say about history. Like you haven't yeah. read it's clear you haven't read any history about this. No. Right? Because he defines we creates his own definition. Yeah. The right of free association uh, is joining groups. Right. Joining groups. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the that's what the Tea Party, you know, the Tea in the Harbor, uh, the Sons of Liberty, all the protests. They were action The whole packs. revolution was about yeah, right. they couldn't join groups. Yeah, right. Yeah, and here's the thing. I, now that I say this and <laughs> I'm reading this out loud. Stupid. Yeah, you got to go to college. Now that I'm saying this out loud, JC, I'm convinced he's not a civil rights attorney because, number one, the Supreme Court of the United States doesn't even agree with him. Right. Right, because all of the Supreme Court cases that have to do with freedom of speech and the right to peaceably assemble, right, yeah. the court cases say that sidewalks and streets are the, the traditional places for the people to assemble. Yeah, not which... Right. Which what, is not where what, you have group, your tea what party. Group, what group are you joining right. by being on the sidewalk? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so if the guy is a civil rights attorney, please don't go to him for First Amendment please, issues. Please, please don't. Please don't you're, go. You're going to lose. Listen to this. He says uh, they're not prohibiting you. His idea is they're not prohibiting you from joining organizations. And that's what... <laughs> what you know the right to peaceably assemble means right he says not one governmental entity is out there saying you can't be part of a citizens for pro plague nuttery or yell about how angry you are about wearing a mask uh neither is anyone protesting yes any such prohibition right because no prohibition like that exists right we're not protesting that dummy right what they're saying, he says, what they're saying right now is that you can't hold public gatherings of more than a certain number of people. Now, he slips into Supreme Court and says Supreme Court has long upheld, quote, time, place, manner, restrictions on things like public gatherings. Now he's contradicted himself, right? Mm -hmm. Because he realizes what he's saying is not true, but he wants to promote his false narrative. Yeah, cause, cause why because would, he knows he's, he's lying to why, people. Why would public gatherings, why would we be talking about public gatherings when he just said that's, that's, not, not, that's not what, you, you, right. you don't have a right to that. That's not the right, right. to assemble. Uh, what is that right then? What is, where is public gathering? If it's not in the right to assemble, what is he referring to? Right. Where is public gathering then? But see, I'm telling you, he <laughs> contradicts himself in his own statement. And here's the who owns your rights in this paragraph, right? Mm -hmm. He says, uh, the, those don't infringe upon your rights, he says, according to the Supreme Court of the United States, or if, if they are within a certain well-defined framework. The Supreme Court, because mm -hmm. the Supreme Court is the owner of your rights. And then he goes, you know, into the whole Spanish plague thing. And uh, then he then he actually does the um, false paradigm of your business can tell you not to come in. You know, you go in this door, go out that door kind of thing. Your business, well, it's a private business. There's a difference between private business restrictions and government restrictions and mandates. Uh, he says the government can infringe on your rights. He says, quote, oh, yes, they can, and legally so. So that whole clause in the Constitution of shall not be infringed. Yeah. 
See, he's not read the Constitution himself. He's obviously not read actual case law. He is not, uh, he doesn't understand liberty. Yeah. He doesn't understand history. Well, this is where he trots out the, you know, what he, what he was taught in law school and, yes. and the nonsense about, uh, you know, uh, tailored, whatever, what was it called? Narrowly, Narrowly tailored. tailored and mm -hmm. compelling governmental interest. Yes. You know, which is to say, if the, the, where the Constitution says don't infringe your rights unless the federal government, who was prohibited from doing that, uh, can come up with a good reason. And then when they come up with a good reason, they, you know, they have to be uh, very narrow about how they uh, violate your rights that they were right. told not to. That, right. And that's what the federal government, that's the, the doctrine that the federal government has created for itself. So, so see Nanny Nanny Boo Boo, uh, the federal government has decided that the restrictions on uh, itself from the people uh, only apply to the extent they say so, yeah. right? To the extent the federal government uh, says so. And then he talks about the stay-at-home stay orders being narrowly tailored, right? So now you want to take that idea of them and it's narrowly tailored, which right. is, again, utter nonsense. It's Complete. arbitrarily applied. It's yeah. not narrowly tailored. It's arbitrary and capricious yeah. because, you know, narrowly tailored does not... See, here's the thing. They confuse narrowly tailored with with uh, with discriminatory, mm -hmm. right? So if I if I write a law that says only white males with blue eyes can do this, that's a narrowly tailored law. Yeah. But it doesn't make it a, a law that respects your rights. So just because something is narrowly tailored doesn't mean it is a law that res that follows the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So narrowly tailored is not Walmart and Costco can stay open, but mom and pop can't. Right. Narrowly tailored essential means... Essential and non-essential. The, the very it, idea of essential versus non-essential totally throws out the idea of narrowly tailored. Right. It's right. not narrowly tailored. And then, of course, he gets into, you know, his, he's, a, he's a closet Occupy Wall Street No, 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 that's, no, that's, that's what it's, that's when you actually know what the post is about. Yeah. No, that's, so all the stuff we just discussed, discussed, yeah. throw it out because his post is actually not about that. Right. It's, the, it's about the fact that he's a Marxist. So this whole thing, this guy celebrates, so it's not liberty to require human sacrifice to the gods of capitalism. Mm -hmm. Right. To kill people. So that's the thing about what what has been going on here. So the people that are, you know, that are suffering because of loss of income or their businesses where, uh, you know, folks, folks have been hurt on a broader scale, you're going to be suffering longer than uh, what has happened because of the pandemic that that would be pretty close to what has happened in a flu season or uh, anything like that. They celebrate that. Mm -hmm. They're happy about the fact that businesses are closed. They look yes. at, so all they know of capitalism is shopping. And so when they, this is their, their version of virtue, their twisted virtue, so-called, that shopping is, is evil and the consumerism of, of Americans. So, so you're being punished for your, for your sins of consumerism. Right. And the, the nation is being cleansed from that evil. Right. So that's really what it's about. Everything else is him making some sort of excuse and engaging in these mental gymnastics well, in order to little, justify his little obligatory stance. nod to the gods of the Supreme Court, right? right? 
because he's a lawyer. It's that's, all covered. That's who his that, God is. That's he all says, covered. You do not have a right to endanger me and my family because you want to have a beer with the fellows at the corner pub. You have a. Mm-hmm. You do not have a right to commit negligent yeah. homicide. That's that's that Marxist view of debaucherous America. Yeah. That you, you know, that you want to have friends and have fun and and consume. And that's what you value more than human life. We are so virtuous because we value human human life over your consumerism. Right. Now their their economic that's a perfect segue to the next article. Their economic the ignoramuses mm-hmm. because all of they all they understand capitalism to be is consumerism. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the fact that uh, these hundreds of thousands, millions of people that they're concerned about dying are in fact alive because of <laughs> capitalism yeah. were it not for he capitalism has a law degree because of capitalism he yeah. has a practice because of capitalism yeah. and this thing and millions you do not, in fact yeah. would people, be dead and people have money to hire him yeah. because of capitalism but nonetheless and people here's the thing people get confused between capitalism and greed crony capitalism that is built on the pla- on the on the foundation of greed and avarice are not capitalism they're just not it's not the same thing and and this thing you know i was a prosecutor so then his reference you do not have the right to commit negligent homicide there's so much ignorance in this absolutely so much ignorance so my ig friend wouldn't comprehend this but that's in case you're listening pal that's what being an idiot sounds like. So this mental inconsistency, yeah. that's what I mean by yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah. When you so, make these incoherent arguments. Well, it's just, I find it incredibly, I think, the when you, how do you, you just don't respond to people like that. I mean, what else do you do with people like that? Thomas Paine. No, that's Payne, not a guy you can help. Yeah. Thomas Paine said to argue with a man who has renounced the use of authority and reason and whose philosophy consists of holding humanity in contempt is like administering medicine to the dead man, to the dead or endeavoring endeavoring to convert an atheist by scripture. Yeah. And right. that's that's why it's so frustrating mm-hmm. because you can't use reason and logic with someone who inexplicably cannot possess it. Yeah, and that's, that's the mental disorder that you were talking about. That's that that lack of adult comprehension and faculty. Yeah, but pain hits the root of it. Not get they 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 can't. It's like sand through their fingers. They can't hold on to logic and reason. But pain really gets to the root of it with that quote: "Holding humanity in contempt." Mm-hmm. This was the mo. This is always the motif in these conversations. It was the motif with the guy on IG today, uh, that they. And whoever they deem the experts are the ones that get to decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, he defines what's trivial. He defines how it's appropriate for someone to worship. Uh, you know, to what extent you must surrender well, your rights. This, it's this, it's this, always that holding court. others in contempt. This is this is awful too because what you have now is government. In this mm-hmm. guy's eyes, God is government. Right. God is the one, or government is the one who decides what your rights are. Yeah. Government is the one who has the unlimited power and authority to tell you what it is you can and cannot do, yeah. and and in the parameters in which you can operate. Correct. Those things. And that's the point. 
you know, that who gave you to the authority? Like, you can have your opinion, uh, you know, so you hear, well, you, you could worship online. You can worship at home. You don't have to be in the building. No, I don't have to be in the building. I choose to be in the building mm-hmm. because I feel that's, uh, that's an important part of how I practice uh, my faith. Mm-hmm. Forsake not the assembly, gathering yourselves together. Forsake not the assembly. I mean, and, and many other things. Uh, but that's not the point. It's not to say that my way is better than your way. It's to say that this is how, this is how I see it, and it's my choice. Why are you suggesting to me my choice is invalid, your choice is the, is the only way? So, so I, I, we're not saying if you don't want to go out, don't go out. Right, if you don't want to have church point. in a building, good. You don't have to have church in a building. But they think it's okay to turn it around and say right. you ought to be having church at home. You ought to be having church online. See, here's that statement. You don't have a right to endanger me and my family because you want to have a beer with the fellas at the corner pub. You don't have a right to take away my liberty of movement because you are afraid of me sitting at the pub. Well, because you're accusing me of a crime, right? Of a crime. He's accusing a person uh, no, of a negligent crime. Negligent homicide is a crime. Right. That's the insanity of this whole Without thing. Without due process, by the way. Right. Without due process, this lawyer who thinks he, who says he's in civil rights or whatever he said is actually proposing that the legal standard is that I can deprive you of something because depriving based on accusation based on accusations without due process. Now, depriving doesn't mean eliminating. Mm-hmm. So. The, depriving by degrees is still a deprivation. Right. And that's what he's talking about. So here's what I want to say to him. Okay, fine. Then here, I'm going to make you stay in jail 12 hours out of every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not depriving you of your liberty to be free from, from imprisonment. Right. I'm telling you, you just during have to, this, just during these this hours. period, in these hours, you have to stay in jail, and you need to stay there because your ideology scares me. Or you might get in you an are, accident. You might get I mean, in I an get, accident. We can use statistics. You know? I mean, you have a greater chance of getting an accident, of a, a, a traffic accident, than catching COVID. So I could use the st- same statistical approach. Right. You have the potential to do this and hurt somebody. That potential is actually a lot greater. So how is that justified? That I can say, well, I, no, I'm not taking away your freedom. I'm just saying most accidents happen during this time, and, and we're going to make you stay home at this time so that we can uh, increase you know, or decrease the likelihood of accidents. Yeah. The same thing. I'm not saying this is what the guy on IG, I'm not saying you, you, you know, can't worship. Newsom's not saying you can't worship. You just can't worship here. Right. You just right. can't worship where you choose. Right. You have to worship where I choose. Right. What makes your choice valid. This is what he kept saying. You worship at home, you can worship online. I don't want to. I, 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 yeah. I don't see that as, uh, as, as the way I should worship. I'm not Jeez. saying you shouldn't. See, they, they can't get that. They can't, can't comprehend we, that. If, if in our schools, as much as, and if there's one document that I have studied uh, extensively or taught extensively in the last six months, it's James Madison's essay on property. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we had, I mean, you could do that. You could do that in, in, in a week and get an in-depth study. If you do James Madison's essay on the property for a week, I would say if you do James Madison's essay on, the prop, on property, because you have five days in a school week, right? Two and a half days on James Madison's essay on property, 
two and a half days on Bastiat's The Law. Mm -hmm. The whole country would be a completely different place if just those two documents were taught. And this nincompoop who's full of self-righteousness and and mega mind kind of mentality here, he, he doesn't even understand Supreme Court cases. You know, of all the Supreme Court cases I've seen people use today, I still don't understand why people won't use Kent v. Dulles about the government's limit. Kent v. Douglas, Dulles, D-U-L-L-E-S, is a Supreme Court case that took place in 1958 during a state of emergency where the government tried to limit people's ability to travel. And the Supreme Court of the United States, the Supreme Gods of the United States, said, guess what? Even in a state of emergency, the government does not have the authority to limit your travel because travel is an essential, free travel is an essential aspect of liberty. So these people run around and, and they talk about all this nonsense. And then the, then the thing went viral, right? Well, he calls about 27,000 shares. He said he was hoping it went viral, but it didn't. Oh, no, that was his. I wasn't expecting it to go viral, but since it did, oh, I I'm putting the, I'm putting this you know little disclaimer thing in mm. here. But uh, you know what is? I'm hoping that it went viral because everybody was sharing it and saying, "Look, this is what stupid people look like." Sure. I, I I hope that I'm not sharing it. Speaking of stupid pick people, pickles. By the way, before you go to that, I wanted to. Okay. Were you? Sorry. I think you said without due process. Yeah. To, to be clear, uh, Sorry. they're not. They're not. You know, there you you don't have to have a virus. Like you don't. This is the thing. You. This is the uh, standard. You don't actually have to be hurting someone or even even able to hurt someone. Right. right. They're not saying you have the virus. Right. Right. It's just an accusation. It's just right. a potentiality. It's just some hypothetical. You're a locked yeah, in your no, home. No, that's it. It's not even an accusation. It's a potentiality. Well, the, you look at all of these. And it's not even it's not even a statistically potential thing. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the people who are tested are not testing positive. But look at look at the lady that was chased out of the grocery store in in New York. She didn't. She didn't do anything. You know, nobody that, tested her for a virus. No, she's not no. positive for. She didn't do anything. She just refused this to wear a mask. This woman is being chased out of the store because of what's in other people's head. That if you don't wear a mask, you infect people. No, if you're infected, is the only way you infect people. Not wearing mask is not proof of infection. But that's where we've come that there's there's no need of proof for anything. Well, Everybody in every state, every city, every county, the entire country, you are guilty of COVID. There's this assumption, everybody is guilty of COVID and therefore has to be on house arrest. Well, there's two principles to it's that, that, that fail right off the front, right? The, first, uh, the thir first thing that has to be true for that, right? Is that, okay, so if you, everybody is guilty of COVID. And the idea is if you wear a mask, then you're keeping people safe. That's which not, you're not. Which you're not. You're absolutely not. Medical doctors, NIH studies, CDC all say that 
if that were the case, if just wearing a mask kept you safe, then they wouldn't be like, wash your hands, wear gloves, all this other stuff. So why aren't they chasing each other down the aisles for not wearing gloves in the store? Right. Okay. Thank you. Second, the idea, then the, then the other false narrative that has been issued is that you can spread the disease even if you're asymptomatic. That has also been proven false. There's now, I mean, we now have MSM posting studies that have come out that said, no, I'm sorry, we, you know, the idea that you could be asymptomatic and be contagious at the same time was first offered with no authority and no studies and no science. And now they're coming back and saying the science says you can't be asymptomatic and and contagious at the same time. Mm -hmm. But now you've entered, JC, into the court of public opinion. And once you enter into the court of public opinion, what the people have accepted as evidence can never be removed. That's why the court of, of public opinion is so dangerous, because once we've accepted it, then, then you can't, then, then the people don't ever let it go. And that's the abuse. That is the psychological, cultural abuse perpetrated on the American people by irresponsible media, by greedy politicians. You know, these, these socialist politicians want to go after corporate greed, when in reality, they're just as greedy. Theirs is just socially political greed, right? Power greed. And they, they're preying on the unsuspecting people, knowing that all they have to do is throw something out there. It doesn't have to be real. It doesn't have to have proof. They just have to invent an expert. They need to put expert at the bottom third on the television. And once it's out there in the airwaves, you can never get rid of it. And by the way, JC, I, I may seem like I'm pulling out of left field here, but this is exactly the principle we are talking about with people closing their businesses. It's harder to open your business once it's closed than to keep it open in defiance of the order. Because when you keep your business open in defiance of the order, then they have to shut you down individually and physically, right? But if they've shut you down by your consent, now you have to defy them individually and physically. And that's the opposite effect. It's the same principle. Once you throw it out there, it's, it's easier to get it out there than it is to take it back. Yeah. Look at this Harvard professor, JC. Harvard professor blames Christianity, Christianity's malignant belief in afterlife for lockdown protests. <laughs> Harvard psychology professor Steven Pinker said Thursday that the push for reopening society from lockdowns comes from Christianity's malignant delusion of belief in afterlife. He says atheists who believe in, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a great quote. Yeah. Read that. Atheists who believe in this life alone are more concerned with health and safety, Professor Pinker suggests in a tweet, while Christians tend to devalue, quote, actual lives and live a riskier existence. Which is patently false. It's, Absolutely. That is, that has been yeah, consistent, consistently have shown for decades Century. <laughs> that that uh, and 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 I'm not making any kind of value judgment against non-believers, but that's a false statement. 
uh, people of faith live less risky lives. In fact, yeah. live longer yeah. than their their counterparts. Yeah, belief uh, in an so afternight pinker. This his his Twitter is handle is right here in case any of you want to go leave your comments. And by for the way, him. I think every every one of you ought to be Christians and ought to be believers. But you know, you're welcome on this show anyway. But and I don't want. Well, we would have atheists. I don't want you to. We have people on this show who are non-believers that love liberty, and they'll tell you. I mean, how many people who were non-believers said that I'm going to go to church just to defy the government telling me I can't go to church? But the idea that atheists atheists live uh, careful lives because they know this is the only one they have. That's crazy. That That is not the way it is. One thing has nothing to do with the other. He says, belief in an afterlife, this is his tweet, belief in an afterlife is a malignant delusion since it devalues actual lives and discourages action that would make them longer, safer, safer, and happier. Exhibit A, what's really behind Republicans wanting a swift re- reopening? Evangelicals. Because we all want to die. I mean, that's the principle, that's the premise there. Look. We all want to die, so... How, how how stupid is that? Look, that is, we were we were at the rally, and you got to go to Harvard to get that dumb. We were at the rally in Sacramento. There were plenty of believers there. Yeah, there were plenty of non-Christians there. There was a big <laughs> LGBT group there. Right, so they had a they had a idiots. rainbow flag with the Gadsden "Don't Tread on Me" yeah. on it. No, the idea that the so the only reason that all those people were at the Sacramento Capitol is because they were evangelicals? Come on, man. What yeah. an idiot. But but you know, that's but part of the identity the, the, politics that we right. talked about. So that, I mean, that's the thing, that, the, the narrative now, the, the sick narrative, the sick racial narrative in this thing, that standing up for your rights, oh, that's because these white, you know, white suburbanites who who ha- are having their privileges taken away, uh, they're just, they're angry and irritated because of their, their white privilege. And people fall for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that, you know, oh, don't do what they do, right? right? So you try to get the slaves to stay over there on the sidelines. Don't fight for your rights because only, you know, only privileged white people do that. It's just another part of that identity politics. It's all the evangelicals, you know, causing you trouble, raising a ruckus. because you're not a privileged white woman. That's what identity politics does. It, it's divide and conquer. So you put the labels in the groups and just like uh, Joe Biden with, you know, uh, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. It's it's the whole identity politics created to control you. Don't push back. Don't don't upset the apple cart. Stay a happy slave on the plantation. No matter what color you are, stay stay on the government statist plantation. And you know, see only only the people that you ought to hate. You know, complain about their rights. You know, we were talking about this because earlier today, one of the you know, we always tell you guys, uh, you know, JC and Chris Han have these car conversations. And we had a car conversation today about population control because the governors uh, of certain states were ordering that all COVID positive people be put into the uh, assisted living facilities and nursing homes. Well, doing so would only guarantee that at least one person is going to die from a COVID positive. It may not be the person who's COVID positive, but you're putting them in the, in the very place. Okay, I'm sorry. 
The whole idea of shutting down everything is so that COVID positive people and this guy, the our, our, our lawyer friend here, right? Our, our, our lawyer friend here in, in, Utes, in, in uh, Facebook land says, it's your not liberty to, uh, you don't have a right to endanger me and my family because you want to have a beer with the fellas in the pub. That whole idea, JC, is that if you're COVID positive, you shouldn't be around vulnerable people, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the whole premise? Right. The whole premise is if you're COVID positive, if you have COVID, maybe you don't even know you have COVID, you shouldn't be around high risk people. Well, now we have governors who have paced people that they know are COVID positive right in the middle of populations of high-risk people. Does that not just expose the hypocrisy of all of that? But it's a way, you guarantee you're going to get people dying from COVID if you put COVID positive people in nursing homes and assisted living facilities where people are already sick with underlying health conditions. But it's not about population. That you, you said this in the car. It's not about population depletion. Yeah. It's about population control. Right. Yeah. It's not just the numbers. Right? No. It's about who you want to eliminate. Right. Because it's about eliminating undesirable people. But you know, the thing about... And to a Marxist, who is undesirable? Yeah. To well, a Marxist... Somebody, somebody who doesn't go along. Somebody who's independent. Right. Somebody who is a liberty person, somebody who owns their own private business in a Marxist society is an undesirable person. So what do you got to do? You got to make the COVID scare so you shut down all their businesses. You eliminate the undesirables by eliminating their property ownership. Well, you know, first off. Uh, you had fun with a guy today. Yeah, but and I was going to say, you know, if you a, 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 a just regular compassionate human being, certainly a Christian. We're not going to want, we don't want to put high risk people, we don't want to put vulnerable populations at risk anyway. So, you know, even, even just the chance, and this is the thing, the chance of, um, you know, putting an elderly person at risk or whatever. So I'm going to take precautions, but but it's my choice. I don't have to be mandated to do that. But that goes back again to the arrogance that, you're not going to do what's right unless the government makes you. So it's that, back to the Thomas Paine quote, mm-hmm. that holding humanity in contempt. That is their, their general MO. Uh, they hold other people in contempt. Only the government and its agents, right. they think, are able to do what's right. And, and only the government and its and agents are capable of informing people what that right thing is. And then those who don't fall in line are bad people because God forbid you analyze the data and think for yourself. Right. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, and that's really at the core of it. So you, you hear people making that argument about, uh, you know, our vulnerable population and, and uh, putting people at risk. Nobody, nobody, nobody is out intentionally trying to put anybody at risk. We're fully capable of taking precautions if you give us, give us the da- give us accurate data, mm-hmm. and we'll make the decision. The thing about what's going on now is, it initially started out with complete fear mongering, and now the data is out, and the and what they said was going to happen did not happen. It was all wrong, completely wrong, and now we're saw we're seeing that. It's not as bad as they said 
it is, not as deadly as they said it is, not as contagious as they said it is. Um, it is the some uh, older people and people with underlying health conditions right. uh, that, are, that are having trouble. Um, you know, the things that we've said, we said from the beginning, right. we've said this consistently from the beginning, now it's come around to that, to what we were, we were saying in the first place. You're gonna love this. The Silvas said in the, in the Facebook chat room, BF Skinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. B.S. Skinner. Look at this. So no, we were, you, had a, you had a fun conversation with somebody today. This kind of bounces off of this. So in Chicago, we've been talking about the Chicago mayor going nuts. Things are crazy in Chicago. We heard, we actually heard, um, who were we listening to? Sean Hannity today. Sean Hannity said, look, I'm, 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 I'm a hair's breath away from leaving New York. I can't even survive here anymore. Remember, I've been saying there are going to be places that are going to be politically uninhabitable. And that's what's happening in Chicago. So, <laughs> By the way, that's funny. How many talk shows have you listened to in the last, like, I don't know. You don't even listen to that stuff. No, I don't you, you happen to be in my truck, and I had it on for, I don't know, 10 minutes from one place to yeah. the other. And so that's why you heard Hannity. Yeah, I don't. It's not I don't something listen you would normally it, no. hear. It would not. <laughs> and while I'm listening to Hannity in that very odd sort of random moment, yeah. he proves my point, mm-hmm. right? I just love that. Of point. what you That's said about these said. places being politically uninhabitable, politically when he says, I'm, "I'm ready to move out of here. I'm ready to leave." Yep. So Chicago Sun Times reports that uh, remember the Romanian church that we talked about last week that they threatened the they they. Yeah. They may pass the, the parking law, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're still under attack because the pastor's like, look, we, we fled communism. We're not going to be shut down by you people. Yeah. So now they're facing fines and threat of closure for continuing to hold services. It, this, is, this is really great. Dr. Allison Ar- Arwadi, Arwadi, the commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health, sent letters to several churches, Metro Praise International Church in Belmont, the Elman Romanian Pentecostal Church in Albany, the Philadelphia Romanian Church in Ravenswood, warning that future violations uh, could result in the church being declared a public nuisance. Okay. Now, what's crazy about that declaration, JC, is not just simply the submission of a fine. Okay. They're actually threatening the church with what they call summary abatement. Mm. Summary abatement, according to the Supreme Court, means that the health department can put down or destroy without due process. So they're threatening to To bulldoze bulldoze the the church. How could... And, and, you know, I've, we've talked about these asinine arguments that we're not, we're not taking your property. This doesn't qualify as a government taking because it's only temporarily shutting you down, only temporarily placing restrictions because we have emergency that makes it necessary. If they're talking about summary abatement, Destroy, physically destroying the church so, without due process whatsoever. I don't know how they can get away with the whole government getting getting inside the government taking thing. This is this is basically the legalized version of the firebombing that occurred in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They're 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 essentially uh, the government doing the government saying we're going to firebomb this church because, because they're having close. church because they won't yeah. close. 
So there you go. So who decides? Institutionalized church firebombing. Oh, but you're not being persecuted, says this guy. This the, this guy on Facebook or, or Instagram. He would say this. Well, this is this is not oppression, because nobody's chopping your head off. Paul got beat up, right? This idea that well, some some other Christians have it worse. And other people have it worse in other countries. So you're being trivial, he says. This is trivial. So we have to wait. You, you, according to this guy, you literally have to wait until you're being hanged and having your head chopped off to protest. I just <laughs> we're we, when we watch the chat room, we have you to can't watch make this the, stuff up. Yeah, when we watch the chat room. In YouTube, we actually have YouTube up. There's a delay in YouTube. I just mm -hmm. want, looked over at myself and I saw the look on my face when you were talking about that. It was a look like this woman's going to vomit. Yeah. No, this woman what it is, is. going to vomit. It's just what it terrible. Is. It's absolutely. That's absolutely not oppression. That's not infringement. I mean, come on. And no, by the way, I was not a Navy chaplain. I, I pastored after the Navy. Um, and you know what? what was the other thing? Yes, we feel the same about Sean Hannity as the chat room does. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I like to yeah. I like to listen to things. It's sort of a <laughs> lesser degree of Sun Tzu's art of war. Exactly. Right. Exactly. A lesser degree. Yep. I give you a little comic relief, right? Because I'm not, not I'm that a, not that the guy's always wrong. No. But, but you, those little twists, you like to hear how these kind of middle-of-the-road guys on certain things. Like, I was like... you, you got to hear where these arguments To tell from. you how little I listened to Sean Hannity, I was listening you know, to him, forced, fed him in the car today, and I was like, wow, Hannity bought this virus thing, hook, line, yeah. and sinker. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. Well, he's in New York. I mean, right? hook, line, so and sinker. He's in New York, so you're, you're surrounded by all that. And that's the thing, when you see... Uh, when we were in California, I just I did I put this up on Instagram uh, before we left uh, for Florida, and I and I think I think before we left for California, but I was running the numbers uh, for California, Florida, other states. The all of the uh, so-called positive cases are are in these urban centers. Mm -hmm. So you look at you look at the states: Georgia, Florida, California. Uh, in Florida, it's 52% of the cases are in that Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Like, boom, right there. Uh, you go to these non-urban areas. I mean, there are places in California. There are entire counties in California. There's no instances whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But because of what's happening in LA and its adjacent counties, which amount to 60 percent, 60 percent, then it's then it's San, then it's uh, San Diego, San Francisco. I mean, so because of these, uh, what's happening in these massive cities where people are piled up on each other, then all the rural areas are supposed to uh, supposed to go along with the same measures mm -hmm. that they're saying these cities have to take. So that's the thing in New York, uh, Hannity's surrounded by you know. This mass hysteria, this, this right. really intense narrative of, of the deaths and all this stuff going on. And that's the power of fear. We said this weekend, we're talking about fear somebody said. Fear will make the bright, bravest man bow. So there you go. It's not surprising when you, and, and that's, that's, we've talked about this before. This is another problem that all of our media is headquartered in New York and L.A., you can't tell me you don't get some sort of stilted view of things. The so-called conservatives mm -hmm. out of L.A., out of New York. Trust me, 
a New York conservative and an L.A. conservative not the same as a North Florida conservative? You know, and you know I hate that term conservative, but just, you know, mm -hmm. just to get what I'm saying here. Yeah. It's not the same. JC, you got to give me some air conditioning in this studio. It's warm. I'm about to stink and die, and I think it's only going to get worse as the year gets closer to August. So we're going to have to work on that. We went a little bit oh, long yeah. today. B beside the fact today, that all those, all those news stations are owned by the same, same freaking people. corporation, yeah, regardless people. of where they're located. Right. 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 Well, we thank you guys for all your support and 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 uh, encouragement uh, who watched the rally on Saturday. Uh, I can't tell you how reassuring your words of encouragement were to me personally. I there was a whole spiritual battle going on there. And, you know, I believe that that the Lord has sent many people to encourage me. JC knows what was going on. I'm not going to get into all of that. But I thought I'd end the day with a little bit of, uh, uh, in, in true Shakespearean form, a little comedy relief, an idea that I had. Uh -oh. uh, the lady who was chased through the grocery store because she wasn't wearing a mask. Okay? So my comic relief is picture that Chris Ann Hall in the grocery store not wearing a mask. Because, see, <laughs> number one, in order to be chased, someone has to run. Okay, right. so Chris Ann Hall wouldn't run. So here's the vision I want to give you: some some um, Bruce Lee movie where Chris Ann standing in the middle of the aisle, snatching <laughs> <laughs> mask off. Because I would be standing in a circle. You got somebody tied up with their own mask, <laughs> tossing them over the beat them with a cereal box. And <laughs> yeah. You, so there's my little comic relief for you to you, end the uh, show today because Chris Ann wouldn't be running. <laughs> you would be on my favorite IG account, don't tell anybody, Crime Faces. Crime Faces, yeah. He, he I would, would be, on he crime would be faces. narrating you duking it out with the people in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. By the way, Eric says, what if everybody walked the wrong way in the grocery aisles? I always walk the wrong way in the grocery aisles. <laughs> I had a lady come up to me and go, ma'am, um, there are arrows on the ground and you're supposed to be walking in that direction. I said, oh, thank you very much, and kept walking in the same direction. True story. <laughs> True story. True story. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining uh, with us, sticking with us an extra 11 minutes today. Uh, we, we love you, and we will see you tomorrow.